Well, hi there, I'm Julie. And I'm Erica. And this is the Unshaken Book Chat number six. We've done uh, five of these already. Mm -hmm. Really cool. And we've been going through the book, How to Be Free from Bitterness. It's a series of essays written by Jim Wilson and a few other people on topics related to bitterness, resentment, forgiveness, unforgiveness, all those things. Mm -hmm. It's really been good. Eric and I both have read this book before and have learned again by rereading it. I think it's really good. Don't forget to subscribe to the Unshaken podcast on any directory, Apple Podcasts, uh, Podbean, you know, wherever, Spotify, um, and get notified when a new episode drops every Thursday. This season four focuses on living out your faith in real life, and this book is sure a great help for doing that. Yeah, it sure is. And here we go again with another chapter that kind of punched me in the gut, okay? Um, this chapter is only three pages long, so you could read it in 15 minutes. The title is Bridling Your Tongue. Now, I'm not a horse girl, so I need to actually look up what a bridle does. So I knew it was a horse term, but I don't really know what it does. So sorry to all of you who are listening and you're horse people and you think, are you kidding me? That's like basic horse knowledge. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, so here's what it is. A bridle allows the rider to control the horse's head and also the speed and direction of the horse. So when we're talking about bridling our tongue, I'm guessing we're going to talk about how we need to control our tongue, which direction it goes, what speed it goes, and what it says. This is definitely a chapter I need to work on, Mm -hmm. let me tell you. And maybe part of it has to do, this chapter specifically is with gossip, but I I think there's a lot of ways that we need to bridle our tongue, but we're going to talk a lot today about gossip. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first question is, what does Ephesians 4.29 have to say about gossip? And so I'll just read that verse. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Let's just sit with that for a minute. We both just stopped. (laughs) Wow. Uh, yeah, the, every little phrase of that verse is power packed and, um, it says that nothing unwholesome should come out of our mouths and that whatever we do speak should benefit those who listen. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's, that's a pretty big litmus test for what we say. Okay. So the next thing that is listed in the questions is us reading first Timothy chapter three, uh, verse 11, because it specifically focuses on women. And he's talking about women who are wives of deacons who help lead the church in different capacities. And here's what it says, which is pretty crazy. He says, women must likewise be dignified, not malicious gossips, but temperate, faithful in all things. Mm. Well, I kind of key in on this particular one, which is on malicious gossips. And so um, we probably need to define these words. Mm -hmm. So um, malicious is an adjective, obviously. It it describes what kind of gossip. I would think a gossip would be bad, person who's a gossip. But Mm -hmm. I guess if you're a malicious gossip, you are really bad. (laughs) Um, Malicious means it is characterized by malice, right? Mm -hmm. So that's intending or intended to do harm. Um, It's kind of like we might know the word malicious software, which is, you know, in computers, like it's a computer virus, like Mm -hmm. that is intended to get into your computer to do harm. And a malicious gossip is someone who's intended to do harm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the word gossip, um, 
means to a rumor, um, to spread a rumor, or to talk of a personal, sensational, or intimate nature. It's a person who habitually spreads intimate or private rumors or facts. Habitually. Yes. That's an interesting word in there, too. Yes, and I think the word rumor, um, you know, it doesn't even have to be factual. It's just the right um, indication of something. Right. And happy to spread that. Well, and, you know, the old gossip game when we were kids, that mm. you, could, you could say something and someone's whisper it in their oh, ear yeah. and then they pass it around. That's always a hilarious game when you get to the end and you realize how sure. different. Well, that's what a rumor is, right? Yes. Maybe there's a little bit of truth there. Maybe not. But it just gets morphed into something completely crazy. Huh, so. so true. Uh, there's a question in the book. Who is the patron saint of gossip? All right. Well, um, they talk about this being a Greek word. And it's maybe... You're going to make me say this. Diabolus? Yeah, diabolus. Yes. <laughs> okay. And it's actually a familiar word because it's where we get the word devil from. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit more uh, easy to understand. Mm -hmm. um, and that's actually who they call in the book the patron saint of gossip mm -hmm. is the devil. Um, it says, I love this line in the book that he wrote. Um, it says that gossip is nothing more than the devil's mailman. Mm -hmm. And boy, is that true. Mm -hmm just spreading information all over. And like you said, it could have truth in it or it could just be complete rumor. Right. And there are four questions in this essay um, that we can ask ourselves when we're tempted to share information about another person. Yeah. So let's wow. These are so good. Mm -hmm. I, I'm That's a, a big question asker. I'm learning that about you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love questions and I love to be able to ask ourselves questions because I think that helps me evaluate stuff. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So the first one is, why am I saying this? And that's just a really good question to start with. I mean, we really need to have to look at our motive. Am I out to hurt someone? Am I trying to find a little piece of information so I could feel better about myself? I think, wow, this is an interesting question because it's, if you're actually honest and answer it honestly, we will find out that when we want some information, oftentimes we want it to make ourselves feel better. Mm. Um, I think I probably need to stop asking this question. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I think I should ask this question more often mm -hmm. because I need, to, I need to think about and check my heart and motive. Yeah, and I was thinking for myself, like sometimes it's just an offhanded comment or trying to color someone in a certain light, and it, it may right. not even be details and stories. It just might be how we characterize someone. And, you know, like you said, usually it's trying to make ourselves look better or them look a little worse. And I just like this question. Am I really out to help the person about whom I'm talking or is my goal to hurt them? And that's... Yeah. Well, yeah. And we, we don't even have to say very much. We can just say their name. Oh, Erica. <laughs> it can mean a whole lot, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I should have said my own name in there. <laughs> uh, well, it's probably true. Who knows? Um, but yeah, the second question then is, is it possible that there is another side to the story? No way. There could be. Yep. Their side her side yeah. and the truth, right? Yeah. That's how we yeah. learn as parents. <laughs> um, but so any unauthenticated story, um, the author says, which is also a rumor is gossip. So mm. if we're sharing unauthenticated stories, it's gossip and, um, telling what, you know, he says is not often the trouble, but it's telling more than what, you know, mm -hmm. that can lead to the most trouble. Those characterizations that are made, um, are yeah. really troublesome. Good Candy. question. Okay, the third question is, 
would I feel comfortable saying this to Jesus? Mm -hmm. Or would I think you could add, would I feel comfortable telling my friend this if Jesus were right there? Mm -hmm. Now, on a side note, I just want to make this little side comment. Um, Jesus actually is omniscient. Mm -hmm. So he is there, right? Omniscience Mm -hmm. means all-knowing. Oh, I'm sorry, omnipresent and omniscient. Mm -hmm. Omniscient means he's all-knowing, right? Mm -hmm. And omnipresent means he's always there, Mm -hmm. everywhere. And so we... When we are telling gossip to someone, he actually is there, Mm. uh, which is good to remember. But would I be comfortable just telling this if I really thought about the fact that Jesus is listening to what I'm saying? Now, I will say on a side note that praying about a situation that we know about is very different than telling your girlfriend on the phone something about someone. Um, there are times we need to go to the Lord in prayer and can share really difficult and dark things that we might know about a friend and pray for them. But I don't think that's the same thing as gossip at all. Mm-hmm. Gossip is being malicious and prayer is not malicious. Mm-hmm. And like you said, God is omniscient and already knows all of that. So our yeah. echoing it back to him that's is, right. is no surprise to him. Yeah. So. Okay, Erica, how about uh, number four? Yeah, the fourth question is, am I building up the person I'm speaking to by sharing this? So um, there's a Spurgeon quote in this essay that says, gossip emits a threefold poison. It injures the teller, the hearer, and the person concerning whom the tale is told. Mm. So the question by me sharing this, am I building this person up? That's a good Mm. That is so important to think about because it's very easy. We easily tear people down. Like that's actually how our nature works. So it's really, really powerful to think, is this going to build them up? Is this going to help them? Mm-hmm. And that's love. Um, okay, so um, another little direction is how do we fix this gas up thing? We can ask these questions, but maybe we are wanting to always go back to it. Mm-hmm. And so Paul, who wrote the book of Ephesians, has a cure for gossip. And I think it's really good. And it's actually interesting because at the beginning today, Erica, you read Ephesians 4 29, mm-hmm. which says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification or to build others up according to the need at the moment so that it will give grace to those who hear. Mm-hmm. But this is where we walk into something different. So we jump down to 31 and 32. And these tell us what to do the cure. Number one, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. There's that word malice again, which we talked about, the malicious gossips. And that means it's intended to hurt or harm someone. And then verse 32 says, here's your cure. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. So I think the cure is put off the sin, the things that are not right, the bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, malice, which is hatred, and instead put on love, kindness, and tenderheartedness and forgiveness. And I am not going to tell you that I think this is easy. Mm -hmm. I actually think this is a challenge. I think that this is part of the work we do every day. If you are in a family, if you work with coworkers, if you have neighbors, This is where we get to practice this. Mm. This is how our lives should work. And this is why God gives us these verses because it is much easier to hold grudges. It's much easier 
to gossip about someone, but loving them is very different and we need to do that. I mean, it's great to be a missionary and go across the country to Africa and tell the gospel, but this is the work we do right here in our homes Mm -hmm. is love our families, love our neighbors, love the women in our Bible study, even if she talks too much, right? And, and do all of that. This is, this is our cure is to love and forgive Mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. All right. So Julie, that's great. And I wanted to ask about one thing, um, in particular, when you're raising children and maybe you're trying to teach them discernment or you're trying to help them choose friends wisely, how can you do that? Do you think without, um, gossiping or maiming someone's character how how can we talk about those things truthfully yeah those are that's really a good question because that's a tricky one because mm-hmm. we don't want to train our kids to gossip mm-hmm. so i think there's a couple things we can do number one i think we have to prayerfully consider how to speak about that child that maybe we don't really want our kids to be you know friends with um, I have a phrase I always use with my kids. They have, they can be friends with all the kids in their circle. So even the difficult kids at, at school, but they don't make them their best friend. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about that. That's a kid that you, you are always kind to. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about that, but I think it's good and okay as parents, since our job is to train our kids to sometimes talk about what we see and the concern we have. And I don't, I think that's, um, okay. I think we have to be careful that we don't knock that kid down in our words that we aren't being mean. I think we got to go back to our heart. Mm-hmm. What is it? I can think of a, a child that my son had in a class and um, he was not a kid I really liked <laughs> very much. And I sat down with my son and said, you know what? I, this, this particular child has no uh, understanding of God. Mm-hmm. They are, they don't know the right ways to follow rules and probably have been untrained to do that. Mm-hmm. You need to remember that and you can be friends with him. You can sit with him at lunch, but you've got to be strong enough to stand up against wrong things Um, because, and you might find that even in the church, you might find that there's a child in your kid's circle who's not your favorite. They don't always do the right things. Use it as a training lesson. And then I think it's really good to pray with your child about that child. Okay. That's, that's awesome advice, Julie. Thank okay. you so much. Okay, but then I have another question. Erica, sometimes we actually need to probably bring something up. Let's say I found out that, that one of my kid's friends was being you know, sexually abused or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not gossip. Right. And then maybe we find out that a friend of ours is struggling in her marriage. How do you think we go about dealing with that? Because... It would be easy to think, I don't, shouldn't say anything. Like, I shouldn't say anything. Right. Yeah, I have a friend who's super tentative to ever share her problems because she feels like she's um, betraying talking about it at all. And I yeah. think that can be really isolating. So yes. certainly your friends should be trustworthy. Um, and if, first, let's just talk about the situation where laws have been broken or abuse has happened. Yes. I mean, there are things that need criminally prosecuted. Yes. Um, and so that's not gossip. Nope. That is upholding the law and people's um, protection rights. at yeah. points and rights. So I think, you know, um, definitely want to state that clearly. But um, but in the case where, you know, let's say someone's having some real troubles at home, um, even if they're... N- I think asking those four questions 
yeah. helps you to say, I mean, this isn't scriptural, but they're principles from scripture. Yes. Why am I saying this? Is it possible there's another side of the story? Would I feel right saying it to Jesus? And am I building this person up? If yeah. you can answer those with integrity that you're, you are, um, you know, maybe you need to seek help to help this person. Sure. Um, and you need to talk to someone who's trustworthy, um, who can help you, then that's not gossip. I think the malicious intent is important. Um, you know, the, the rumors and the wanting to fuel a fire is often the yep. sin of gossip. So yeah, it's not that those words can never be uttered, but right. what's the context and who are you saying them to? Yeah. I think that's really wise advice, Erica. I think that happens a lot in our world, mm. in our little individual worlds I'm talking about, because mm. we, we should have relationships with people that when we're going through something hard, we can actually talk about it. Right. I, I said this before at some point that Satan actually wants us to think we're the only one who has marriage issues, or we're the only one who has a wayward child, or we're the only one who struggles with the sin of gossip. But in reality, when we find out other people do, sometimes that's actually comforting to know that we're not the only one. Well, it always is comforting. And we also can come alongside together and fight whatever's going on together. Mm -hmm. And maybe if someone is in a difficult marriage, for example, because that's the, the example I gave, um, having you know another couple to talk through some of those mm -hmm. things with actually helps. Yeah. The practical side of it, you know, maybe even someone who's been through it, who's had marriage issues, which is probably most people, but mm -hmm. yeah. you know, so I think it's, I think there are some times that we have to process and those questions are so good to ask ourselves. Like, I think that those should be put up. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should put those on my, as my phone background, because that's usually <laughs> where I end up in gossip is on the phone or mm -hmm. on a text with someone. And, you know, so I think it, it's good to think through those. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Hey, I'm so glad that you joined us again today as we talked about these topics. I hope you have found a lot of application today. Um, I think I've said this about every week, but Erica and I are finding application, right, Erica? Yes. <laughs> Thank you so very much. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was said with a little sarcasm, but, but it is really good to go yes. through the book again and to think through it and to really practice some of these principles. Um, and, and I think it is important that we talk about this stuff because it is a part of who we are um, and we got to deal with it. It's a part of our lives every day. So, hey, um, join us next week as we jump into oh a chapter of something I hadn't really thought a whole lot about. The topic is introspection. But when I read through this, I was like, wow. So uh, no more spoilers. You're just going to have to wait till next week and listen. But you can read the chapter in between now and then. Um, and we will see you next week um, for our book chat number seven. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress. Until next time.